Whether you see birds darting in and out of the tree canopy above, or small animals rustling through the leaf litter below, each is on a singular mission, a biological imperative, to locate and consume adequate sustenance to not just survive, but to thrive. By observing wildlife, we begin to understand that by nourishing our bodies, we may fully enjoy and sustain an active and rewarding outdoor lifestyle. Just like the wildlife we view at Texas State Parks or even in our own backyards. If we're expending energy outdoors, then we need the best fuel available to keep us healthy, alert, and on our game. You might wonder if easy-to-transport, sugary, fast-acting, high-carb calories and boxed and bagged convenience foods fit the bill. If that's what you're going for, cool. We're talking with her today about feeding our bodies for optimal outdoor output. I'm Tina LeBoy. I am your anti-diet dietitian. That's me in a nutshell. And, as long as you're not allergic... Nuts are a healthy source of slow-release energy for outdoor endeavors. Come on, can millions of squirrels be wrong? Food as fuel for outdoor fun. That's coming up on the podcast. Stay with us. From Texas Parks and Wildlife, this is Under the Texas Sky, a podcast about nature and people and the connection they share. I'm Cecilia Nasty. So tell me, what is food? That's a complicated question. Food is a lot. I mean, food is culture, food is family, food is enjoyment, food is fuel. Tina LeBoy is a dietitian who practices in Austin, Texas. We got together for an interview late last year on a cool, crisp fall afternoon at McKinney Falls State Park. When I moved here last May, this is one of the very first places we came. So yeah, when I was pulling up here to meet you, I was like, this is amazing. I love it. Full circle here. We sat at a picnic table outside the park's dining hall, surrounded by tall, leafy trees, bird songs, and a few too many bugs. We were there to talk about the importance of fueling our bodies with energy-sustaining foods when our plans take us outdoors. And this isn't just theory for Tina. Yeah, one of my favorite things to do is go camping. I'm a car camper. We have a full camp kitchen, and we're bringing the works there. We're bringing snacks, we're bringing meals, and all the tools to be able to support that. Tina, a millennial, is strong and lean. She's also an endurance runner and avid hiker. So keeping a well-stocked campsite pantry helps her to sustain an intense level of physical activity when outdoors. Of course, you don't have to bring the works with you on your next park outing, but Tina recommends striving for what she calls nutritional balance to fuel your forays. The briefest education I could possibly give is having macro balance. And so what that really means is incorporating a balanced amount of carbohydrates, incorporating a balanced amount of proteins and fats, and then I add in color. Our magic one over here is hydration. That's like super important. But if we're talking about food specific, those are kind of the three categories. And so with that, you want to incorporate variety of all those things. So, you know, being a non-diet dietitian, some people are like, oh, I'm gluten free and I don't want to do that. I'm like, 
whatever floats your boat. It doesn't matter if that's the road you want to go down, but make sure you're getting in a variety. You know, get in a variety of carbs, variety of proteins, varieties of fats, and then add in your fruits and veggies through that color. If we're honest, and no judgments here, the kinds of snacks most of us pack when we head outdoors usually consist of bags of highly processed cookies and pretzels and granola bars and other easy-to-carry snacks. Those things might stave off hunger and keep energy up for a while, but... They're not sustaining. Yeah, so I think when you're going out for something, let's say you're going for a nice stroll in this beautiful place... I'm always pretending to be the snack fairy. I will always have something with me because you just never know. You never know what your body's going to be communicating. And even if you're like, eh, it's just a walk, who cares? I mean, your body does. So bringing something that is a little bit more sustained. So we have things like cookies and pretzels and things like that, which, yeah, they're great food and I don't judge them. But when we look at the perspective of going, those are simple carbohydrates. You know, they they are digested quickly. So I call that a quick snack. It is going to go into your body and be used really quickly and your body's going to tell you, yep, I need energy again, probably relatively soon. But most of the time we're looking for something that's a little bit more sustained. And so that would be something, again, with that macro balance of the carb, protein, fat. So some of my favorites are like a trail mix where it's having nuts where you get those proteins and fats and then maybe some dried fruit or fun pieces in there that's giving you, you know, some color. Nowadays, we live in like this crazy world of bars where you basically walk into a store, there's a hundred bars you can choose from. So really just making sure that you're getting something with that balance of carb, protein, fat, unless you're wanting that quick snack purpose, which then you're mostly just getting like a granola bar or something along those lines. There's no way to talk about food as fuel without also addressing the vital role hydration plays in an active outdoor lifestyle. But here's the question. Is water enough? Water just isn't really necessarily going to cut it all the time. Actual hydration means making sure that your body is replenished. And so that means electrolytes as well. So we can be liquid hydrated through water, but our body not getting sodium, potassium, chloride, magnesium, all those really important electrolytes that we don't even really think about. And so there's a lot of different options for that. One of my favorite, I don't want, I'm not like endorsing anybody, but these are just like personal preferences. The Noon tabs, the N-U-U-N, or the Nun tabs, I don't even know how to say it, but I like them. And so they're little like fizzy tabs that you put in your water and it fizzes up and it's full of electrolytes. There's also like trail wind as an endurance runner. Those are kind of two electrolytes that I use. You could also use something like a Gatorade and maybe if you're not looking for something that's that kind of sweet, then maybe you water it down a little bit. But electrolytes are super important. Here's a quick tip. You can make your own electrolyte drink from ingredients you may already have on hand. Here we go. In a quart of water, add the juice of a fresh lemon, a half teaspoon of sea salt, shake it up, and drink it up. You can also put a little honey in if you prefer. As for me, I like this drink on the savory side, so I make it in a blender and add a peeled garlic clove and a splash of olive oil. And whiz it all up. It's a little like drinking a watered-down vinaigrette. It's tasty. Try it. 
This is Under the Texas Sky from Texas Parks and Wildlife, a podcast about nature and people and the connection they share. I'm Cecilia Nasty. Imagine taking a hike at a Texas state park, natural area, or wildlife management area, and halfway down a long, hilly, winding trail, you poop out because you feel depleted. Turning back would take as much effort as going forward. Well, here's what you do. Find a place to sit and rest. If you planned ahead, this is the time to pull out that snack you packed, hopefully something with balanced macronutrients along with a bottle of water or an electrolyte drink. But registered dietitian and endurance runner Tina LeBoy of Austin says the real time to act on both hydrating and fueling our bodies starts long before we ever set foot on a trail. So this is one of those things, like, it's a lead-up. It's not even like, okay, that day, I'm only going to think about that day because your body is functioning over a period of time, you know? So it would, to ma- it would be to make sure that you're getting enough hydration daily in the week before you're engaging in activity. So kind of a basic standard, and again, this is so basic, It's not individualized at all, but it's two liters for women, three liters for men. Is it daily? Daily, yes. So most people are like, oh my goodness. And that doesn't include diuretic type beverages. So if we're looking at coffee or things like that, yes, it's still liquid, but it's also making you go to the bathroom more. So if you're going to go for a hike... If you're going to come out on the trail, make sure that you're hydrating yourself leading up to that day of, you know, it depends on how long you've been awake or whatnot. But I would always make sure that you're taking in around one to two cups of liquid at a meal, one cup at a snack. And if you're doing that, you're going to get relatively close to that recommendation. If you're going on a longer hike and you need something that's going to sustain you, I would really recommend having a substantial meal, but then giving your body time to digest a little bit. We're not saying, hey, go have a really hearty breakfast and then 20 minutes later come out on the trail and start jumbling around. I don't want things coming out the wrong way. We want it to stay down so it nourishes your body. One of my favorite breakfasts, I love eggs. So like having eggs and some nice toast and avocado and maybe you're making an omelet with veggies or you have some fruit on the side and then listening to your hunger fullness, that would be great. And then really packing those snacks, making sure that you have something available but not skimping it. So I overpack, I'm an overpacker in in all areas, travel, whatever, but especially with snacks. I always have extra snacks because you just never know. What if you're out on the trail and you're like, I am very lost. It can happen. So maybe not here, but it can. So you never want to be left alone without any food. Yeah. Amen, sister. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So be like the wildlife you love to watch. Nourish your body with good, wholesome food and drink to sustain your energy levels when you're outdoors. Non-diet dietitian Tina LaBoy of Austin also has her own podcast called Mom Jeans, the podcast. Jeans is spelled G-E-N-E-S. It's where she and her co-host, Rachel Coleman, say, finding the right jeans is hard. Accepting your jeans is harder. 
Check them out at momjeansthepodcast.com. If you're sticking close to home and are up for something more substantial than a snack, then go to the Texas Parks and Wildlife website and search for wild game recipes. You'll find recipes for redfish fried three ways, duck yakitori, grilled venison loin with horseradish cream, among others. These recipes don't disappoint. And while we're on the subject of tasty treats, what's your favorite trail snack or wild game recipe? We'd love to know. Just go to the Get Involved tab at underthetexasky.org. Send us a message and we'll be in touch. And so we come to the end of another podcast. Under the Texas Sky is a production of Texas Parks and Wildlife and is available at underthetexasky.org or wherever you get your podcasts. We record the podcast at the Block House in Austin, Texas. Joel Block does our sound design. We receive distribution and web help from Susan Griswold and Benjamin Kaling. I'm your producer and host, Cecilia Nasty, reminding you, life's better outside when you're under the Texas sky. Join us again next time for Under the Texas Sky. I'm always pretending to be the snack fairy. I will always have something with me because you just never know. 